I've literally done nothing but play Elden Ring. Sorry, I'm scrolling through the... There's a JRPG sale on Steam right now. Well, let's all take a pause. Go check our, <laughs> go check our wish lists. Just in case. I'll open Steam. Don't think I have many JRPGs on my wish list. I haven't put the entire Trail series on there yet. Yeah. guys done your itch.io pledge oh not yet you've got three days thank you you have three days left and they're over five million so get on it i think we did our part definitely a million that is ours certainly our reach yeah i hope i hope one person listening we we promote three like two to three things a year i mean that's not you know it's not that much oh hey wait do we want to talk about michael's pc now that he has it in theory, in hand? Uh, I don't think I have anything that we didn't cover. Let me pull okay. up my... Well, maybe there's quick. more to talk about when you actually start putting it together. Yeah, I would say let's wait for that. Are you doing a build party? Uh, I don't know. Undecided. Andrew asks as he wants to be invited. <laughs> <laughs> sitting, here, sitting here sipping my beer that I'll happily bring with I me. Mean, I mean, I could bring all my parts over to your house. You guys have more space than we do. You're welcome, and I sincerely mean welcome to use the front table. It is non-conductive because it's made of wood. Yes. Yeah, that's a key and important component. I might actually consider that. I'll let you know. I I implore you to not think that it is some sort of charity uh, suggestion that I don't actually mean. If you want to do it even a little bit, consider it as a yes from us. You don't need to ask. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I think the only thing I need at this point is to uh, get an OS and make myself a couple of thumb drives. I think that's all I'm missing. Uh, luckily for you, Windows 10 is free. So is Windows 11. And Windows 11. Yeah. If you have a key. It's, yes. It's, if, you, if you have an OS currently, you can migrate that OS to Windows 10 or 11 for free. So. Cool, cool, cool. I won't weigh in on the debate i think you already know what you get from either one yeah i've got a pretty good idea and like honestly my i'm not backing anything i have up with data other than history and maybe is fine i'm here to wait (laughs) i can't begrudge anybody waiting well that was the component class that i happened to record so uh hello welcome to episode 301 oh it's a whole new podcast Brave New World. Wherein we have Reaper, Reaper, Reaper. We do? No, I just made it up right now. It's the <laughs> oh, same okay. pack. It's the same pack. I was hey, wondering, it's like, wow, is the audio <laughs> editing getting really cool? <laughs> oh, hey, JJ. Hello. Hey, Michael. How you doing? We're here. I'm here. You're here. That means we're here. I brought that around full circle. Itch.io. I'm going to say it at the top. Because I think the last day is the minute you're hearing this. Go on there. People call it... it. Okay, where do you land on the debate? Some people say itch.io and some people say itch.io. No. Those people are wrong. Okay. Strong. The people... A a valid opinion. It's like one of those things where, you know, like all the tech companies started doing stuff where they'd add like .ly or .dot r or whatever to like the ends of their names so that they could have a domain because the dot com or whatever was already bought and they can't have like normal word dot com so they have like bit dot lee and other weird kind of dumb names like that it's i think i heard a story don't quote me but i believe they intended the company to be itchio and then when they registered the domain, they never used that branding. They just put itch.io up there so people would remember the site because it's a weird .com, you know? 
Right. Uh, and that mm-hmm. became their branding. So I don't know, you know, if you want to be an originalist, you call it itch.io, I think. And then if you are a practicalist like me who wants people to go to the grep website, you say itch.io. Practical, yeah, I think practicalist it, is not a word, but I, I'm <laughs> going to use it. Yeah, I think the practicality weighs out for me too. Yeah. Yeah, especially for places like that where it's like .io or .ly or .something weird. Like it, yeah, I don't people call are going to type lately. itch i t c h d o t i o where dot com where is it you know like that yeah people will do that if you don't tell them you know? uh just search bundle for ukraine on there uh it's a humanitarian cause stuff like helping orphans and kids with ptsd so check that out please or not or and and go watch winter of fire i think or winter on fire on netflix go do that do both things boom next emails yeah so remember a while ago when uh when i sounded like a buffoon trying to figure out um what the heck some fans were that were sent to me in an email to suggest to me uh what to get for the computer yes and you couldn't find him. I could not. And we tried to do it live and I sounded kind of silly. And I, I like that moment because it's just real and uh, it's kind of funny to me. So, uh, Alex, if you're listening, don't think I'm upset about it. <laughs> I'm not. I think, though, that he sent in actual fans. And I wanted to see, Michael, what you decided on for case fans or if you're just going with the base that come with your Define 7. Um. I settled on just going with the base fans. Okay. JJ, did you... At least for now. Did you base fan also? Uh, Yeah, I didn't add more fans than came with this case like four years ago or ten years ago or whatever the hell I bought this thing. It was a long time ago. So I'm the leading authority on fans then. You're the only one of the three of us, I think, who really cares about it being super quiet. Uh, True. Uh, I also look into... Uh, CFM statistics as well as static pressure statistics, etc. I love watching the Gamers Nexus videos about that. I'm not going to lie. I can't <laughs> wait until they get that new fan tester up and running. Oh my god. That's Some of the behind the thing. scenes videos showing them like how they like how the, the fan curves and stuff and it's like oh, I've literally seen those out of our mechanical engineering department at my office. It's like oh man, that's a uh, huh. Wow, it got real. (laughs) I don't know if we've ever really done a component class on fans, but I'll take a minute to... I actually over-fanned my case. I'm not even kidding. So, technically, I'm only supposed to be able to fit 120 millimeter fans in here, or 140 millimeter fans, and I've found a way to do both. So, I have... First of all, I ripped out my stock fans, which were decent. Not NCXT, Fractal, as Michael knows. Fractal has good fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times with fractal computers, you actually pay or fractal cases. You're actually paying somewhat for the fans, including that torrent case. Oh, for sure. Um, but I am a little bit of a fan nerd and I really, really want a low noise with as much, uh, CFM as possible. I'm not huge on the static pressure stat, since I'm using all the fan positions, it kind of doesn't matter. Um, I'm blocking some of the exits with a radiator. Also, I changed the fans on the radiator. (laughs) (laughs) For a really quick uh, point here for folks who may not know that abbreviation, Andrew. Oh, sorry. Cubic feet per minute. The amount of air a fan can push at certain speeds. It's like the flow of air through the fan, how right? It's a measurement much airflow. Not so like exactly. static pressure is how quick it is, right? Um, the speed exactly. of the airflow. Yeah. So yeah, the speed of the airflow, or I guess it's velocity technically, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, Think of it as uh, the equ- the air equivalent of gallons per minute. Look, Michael should be able to answer exactly all of our fluid dynamics questions. <laughs> I don't know about all, but that <laughs> one I got. <laughs> um. But so like my case is supposed to hit three 120 millimeter fans in the front. Well, I actually stuffed a two 120s and a 140 in there. I overfan the heck out of everything possible because more airflow in general means less temperature. And 
less noise, right? Um, the more air you can push, the less speed your fan runs at. Right. That's the, the important, the important equation is how fast do you have to spin the fan to get the temperature to go down Yeah. versus how much air is flowing over the radiators or whatever cooling devices such that the, you know, and like the temperature of that air, right? If you move the air slower, the hotter air sticks around a little longer. You have to spin a little harder. If you move the air really quick, colder air comes in, it drops faster. It's like a, and a bigger fan has bigger blades, which move more air, which means it can go slower. You know, there's a lot of stick a giant, you stick a giant box fan in front of your computer and blow it on it. Your temperatures will generally be lower, (laughs) you know, than if you don't. Right. Right. Uh, your noise will be higher because box fans do not have Are um heck of loud yes <laughs> well they don't need have a box for those new 40 series cards oh if they use a thousand watts you will absolutely need a box it will become mounted you're not gonna have, not gonna have enough power to run the box fan your house is going to be being drained by the 40 series <laughs> you know what'll come the uh the power supplies will come with those washer dryer plugs you'll have to plug it into a 30 amp outlet <laughs> You have to switch it to a uh, household 220 volt uh, yeah. with those 40 amp outlets or yeah, whatever they uh, are. 30 to 50. Yeah, you can put you can put up to 50 on a washer dryer outlet. I don't remember. It's a NEMA something plug. I can't remember the number. The one it, you know, it's a bad time if you have if you get a plug and it has three prongs and it's like at angles and one of them looks like an L. Yeah, you're like, okay, this is serious power. I need to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> our car charger looks like that actually reasonably i imagine <laughs> yeah yeah don't mess with a car charger um they're somewhat safe but they're not that safe i mean you know look you know any what it, are we talking about well, fans kids, kids <laughs> out there here's an electrical engineering lesson from jj the more amperage the less you want to mess with it <laughs> like literally a direct linear scale right like lower power eh, it's not gonna hurt you but like higher very dangerous. <laughs> Stay away. So uh, for me, I even made charts and spreadsheets of as many fans as I had heard good reviews on. Uh, there's a few websites out there, Silent PC and a couple others, that will give you a lot of information about what types of things you can get from a fan. And some fans are way better at pushing air than other fans. But, you know, they require different parts to do that, which those parts are louder some fans are made from different materials that are louder. There are so many factors. We could literally spend an hour and I could list you starting from just the ball bearings inside of the fan all the way to things like anti-vibration pads on the outside of the fan, right? And every step in between. Um, one of the one of the reasons, though, that I got into talking about all this was because, like Michael said, I wanted my computer to be silent. Um, and one of the things that I have found, and I don't, I was going to ask you guys, uh, your case fans are all three wire, right? Not four. I have one fan that is four wire, I think. Okay. I oh, wait, know. No. Yeah. The case fan, only one. I don't know when I open the box up. <laughs> uh, those fractal fans, if they're the 120 millimeters are three, three wire. Okay. I assumed they were. It's very common. Like most fans are, I think. Yeah. And the, the difference there for people that don't know is one is called voltage regulated and the other one is pwm one uh tells the fan how fast to spin by sending more or less power more volts more spin yes with the modulation right yep Um, which is fancy talk for like saying hey what if i give you like a sine wave and you like figure out how fast you want to spin based on that basically right and and those tend to spin at roughly three speeds. It's like low, medium, high, you know, like a ceiling fan versus a, um, a PWM fan, which has four wires. And one of them is literally just for controlling the motor and regulating at very specified speeds, uh, which can help you lower your noise and be more responsive in terms of your temperature rises. It can kick in medium speeds, medium, low speeds before you get to, oh, my God, I need to kick the fans on because the 3080 ti makes tons of heat yep i'm sorry i just realized that i lied the case fan itself are all three wire but they plug into a special board on the back of the case oh that, you have a controller is a four wire yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's controller. that is something that k 
cases are now starting to come with. I don't think your Define 7 comes with it, Michael, because my my um, Meshify does not. Here's here's the secret. The controller is not that good. You don't. There, you can fine. also buy them for $10 if you really Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, that's the thing, right? If you want one, <laughs> pay 10 bucks. And these are not the ones that used to have to cup stick out the uh, front port of the computer. Remember those where you had to have, like, all the controls on the front port of the computer and, like, it would go right underneath the floppy drive for the fan controller? I remember those. Nobody mm-hmm. else? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Alex followed up with us because I mangled his fans so badly. Uh, that he sent them and if you guys are looking for fans he sent the scythe k's flex is what he was trying to send the first time when we couldn't understand him and i know the brand scythe and i don't know if you guys do because the scythe fuma is like or was i think it still is the primo air cooling cpu machine it's really high up there on the lists from Gamers Nexus. And Every others. time I tried to build a computer, if I was looking for air cooling, I, I would go to um, Fry's, rest in peace, Fry's, and uh, the Fumas were always out of stock, and I'd end up with something else. So they make these fans called the K's, K- K-A-Z-E. K-A-Z-E, uh-huh. looking at them. Sounds a lot like Case, uh, the Flex series, and there's a whole bunch of them, which are pretty cool. They are, I mean, you're talking small magnitudes, but they are a magnitude cheaper than the Fractal, not Fractal, sorry. I, God, there's so many companies. Noctua, which is the mm-hmm. ones that I went yeah. with. JJ. Yeah, I'm looking at these pictures. What's up? What's the uh, the golden rule? You can have something. Oh, what? it's uh, it's cheap, uh-huh. good, and... Uh, built to last right or like quality yeah but you can't have all three you can only exactly. get two the triangle i want to know uh which one is missing here because i look at these and i think what it is is that they're just louder than the noctua fans in general and a little bit less cfm but i think if you don't care about that these are pretty dang good looking statistically fans and i I think they're not like noticeably bad quality. They have a lot of RGB options too. They look really cool. The The stats on them are pretty dang good. And um, obviously the Fuma is a great CPU cooler. So those fans are probably related. I was actually really interested in the fact that they had a slim 120 millimeter and a, I think a slim 140 millimeter that like, sits at 17 millimeters and came with RGB, which is crazy. I like how uh, the RGB is inside the fan blades too. It's That's pretty yeah, common. That's the, like I, the coolest fans all do that because well, yeah, I mean, the, like you get a really cool effect with NZXT the, the just blade. does a ring. I mean, it's pretty Look, I'm saying the cool, the coolest ones do right. I've seen that in other ones, not just, not just these, but yeah, like for sure cool. it looks cool when I, you see it. I, if I, weren't a stickler for db level i would buy these instead of the noctuas if my cast if my case wasn't completely murdered out in black except for that video card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they're, they seem like they're nice quality it'd be a good place to save if you're building a budget pc and you still want good fans and you need a little bit more help because you're doing air cooling like michael and i are doing water cooling but if you're doing air cooling and you want to push more air these look pretty good so there you go. Component class fans. I don't know. If you have more fan questions, I, we cover yeah, it Hey, quick. folks, if you want to check us out, uh, find us on YouTube at We Were Gamers uh, on there. Check that out. And we have a whole component class about all the components in your computer. Mm-hmm. Check all that out. Yeah. So I guess we can mark that down as component class today. I guess. We talked about it for a while. Too long, yeah. actually. So now it's, it's our podcast. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, but now it's Michael's <laughs> turn because... I'm giving up my desk job of rating fans. I should just ask if Gamers Nexus wants a fan guy. I would be really into that. Didn't they? They have a fan guy. They don't need me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a literal machine for fans. I said desk job. Yes. I have a new side hustle, working nights for Aperture Sciences. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. So you own a uh, Steam Deck, huh? 
no. Turns <laughs> out you don't quite need one. This is the game. Although it, it definitely would have helped. This is the... Oh, okay. So it's not meant for you, huh? Not completely, no. Okay. This is the new game from Valve that comes with the Steam Deck. What is it about? Yeah, Aperture Desk Job. It is... Um, you get hired in, it's your first day at Aperture and you are a product tester. So they, they sit you down. Um, and it's one of the, it's one of the, the talking balls, um, that is your companion in portal two. Oh, uh, Wheatley. Yeah, it's, it's a, a different one, but yes. Cool. Um, so they sit you down at the desk and, uh, a bunch of buttons pop up on the desk that mirror the controls on the Steam Deck, or in my case, mirror most of the controls on a controller. And so you are a product tester for Aperture's line of toilets. <laughs> and so you you test, you know, it, it tells you which buttons to use, and there's a there's a big poster on the back wall that tells you what order to hit the buttons in to properly test the toilets. Um, and so you start out doing that and things go very quickly downhill. I love it. Um, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's only, I think the whole thing took me 20 or 30 minutes to get through start to finish. Is it like the short Lucille ball situation where you just can't keep up with the chocolates or what? Uh, no, no, they don't do, they don't do a a conveyor belt going too fast bit. Um, but there are other, other things that go wrong when your, when your supervisor tries to start improving the toilets. For people that are too young, Lucille Ball was an actress. (laughs) Wow. Married. I, buddy. It's no, possi- dude, you're right. It's possible. They're right. There we was got- that movie. What's the was it the Ricardos? Was that the name of that movie? That uh, came out oh recently? yeah, that just came out this year. Yes, just came out. Um, nominated for something or other. Yeah, uh, nominated for a couple of Oscars. With uh, Nicole Kidman, huh? As Lucille, yep. As Lucille Desi Arnaz. Was Javier Bardem, right? Yeah. Yes, that sounds Javier right. Javier Bardem. Okay. <laughs> Yep. Uh, but yeah, so it's very clearly made for the Steam Deck because there are a bunch of button options as you get later into the demo that you just don't have on a standard controller. Oh, because they and have so, the um, they oh, have the LR tactile. Four well, they, five. Also, they also have um, they have the rear called? buttons, right? Well, they have the, rear, like, buttons under. They your have the yeah, paddle shifters, which JJ and I would get away with. Mm-hmm. Uh, not paddle shifters, to... uh, rear paddles. Um, but the, you also have those, um, God, what are the name of it? Haptic. Haptic controllers on the Steam Deck as well. Yes. So that'd be interesting yeah. so to see it, how that works. If, so, if yeah, what it does it do if you don't you're have playing with there. a controller, it maps the other, the other buttons to the keyboard. Oh, God, uh, and no. so it gives oh, it no. tells you it tells you what keyboard inputs to use. You don't need it very much. Like you can do most of it with a standard controller. There are just a couple of times when you uh, you need you to know, hit some of the other buttons. I wonder. Steam is usually pretty good about this stuff. Could you rebind those to like a button combo or something? Be like, oh, Ooh. I want to press like circle and square or X and you know A and B or something. Maybe I didn't go into the settings. That seems to easier to me now than trying to futz with a keyboard. But maybe it would be annoying because now you're pressing A accidentally or whatever. I don't know. I would think you would spend longer trying to figure that out than just finishing the game. Steam's input stuff is pretty good if it's fully supported, which I imagine that it is. They they're pretty good at letting you reconfigure your controller and remap all the buttons and stuff. Good for them if you can figure out what kind of controller it thinks you have and what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's got full controller support. So I got to say on windows, uh, that elite controller better be supported. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a steam game and it works with steam. So it's supported, right? It's just a question of like, what configuration does steam think you're using? Here's the real question. Do you think people that have a steam deck got a, had a good time? I think they probably did. I enjoyed it even without the Steam Deck because the the little story of the game itself is fun. 
Yeah, that's and a pretty good endorsement. The, they got uh, J.K. Simmons to do the voice work. Yes. Cool. Which it is had to all, be done. Which is all I needed from it, right? It the rest to be is just kind of gravy. Is he Cave Johnson again? Yeah, he, he had to be. I love it. Yes. No, they could have got him to be someone else. I guess, but oh, what if they made him a different Johnson? Like, right? That's what I was gonna say. What if he was like his brother or <laughs> like, something? Right? Oh, I'm Cave Johnson's brother, Dark Johnson, or whatever. You know, like what what other words are associated with caves? Like <laughs> stalactite Johnson. That's weird. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of phallic. Never mind. Forget it. Uh, no, he's definitely Cave Johnson, and he uh, he plays a, a key role in this towards the end. His last name is Johnson, Andrew. Did you? Yeah, I know. Did you? I mean, did you hear him the whole time saying, like, what were you thinking, Mark? Yeah, he's mean. <laughs> yeah, you hear him throughout. He welcomes He welcomes you at the beginning to I'm going to have a to Aperture. very hard. I know that he's been the voice of Aperture Science, and I love those Cave Johnson videos that we unlocked doing multiplayer and all that. But, like, yeah. I'm going to have a very hard time not hearing him be Omni-Man for... <laughs> sure yeah you sure know. just anyway i just i constantly think of the what's the thing for, is it portal or portal 2 where he's like i don't want lemons yeah do, like gives you lemons i don't uh, want any lemons make them take the lemons back <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the second one yes i think that's portal 2 I, also i just remember that whole sequence it's so funny it made me laugh so hard pretty good pretty good right on well thank you for trying uh, it out i'll uh yeah. I'll also play it when I get a Steam Deck. Yeah. Oh, the, and the the other best part is that it's free. Oh, okay. Well, then you could just go get well, shoot, one. man. Just yeah, download it whenever. And my Steam Deck availability has slipped to quarter three this year Ooh. from quarter two. Just reporting yeah. reporting live here, checking checking on my Steam Deck. Seems like they have been trying, you know. But I mean, yeah, Gabe, I'm, I'm, Gabe there are reports of it slipping some of them, all the time. I guess. Imagine, just imagine, you're hang, you're at your house doing whatever, and Gabe Newell rings your doorbell and is like, <laughs> "Here's a Steam Deck, by the way." Someone what? had to know. Okay, you had you didn't know Gabe Newell was showing up, but you had to know someone was showing up because there's no way they let Gabe Newell walk up to random doors and hope someone was home. Yeah, of course. It was planned at some level, right? But, like, imagine the idea is, like, oh, Valve's giving us a free Steam Deck. Cool. It's on this day. Be there. All right. Sweet. Yeah. 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 Ah, Good on them. You know? Good on them. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. Cool PR, right? I like that they have said, despite the changes in prices for a lot of things, they're going to hold their pricing for now. That's cool. I don't don't know how long that will hold out. Hopefully until quarter three, 2022. (laughs) Uh, you would think they would go through the pre-orders, right? People who... They're not going to change... If you've already paid... Well, I guess they haven't really oh, paid, I, I charged you, right? I put $5 dollars down, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll say... You know, if I were a company and I needed to raise the price, I'd just say, well, you can have your 5 bucks back. It's right, valid. They're not going to lose that many customers. But Take the $5 back and then we'll charge 100 more or whatever. Yeah. yeah I, I would pay whatever. probably... They make enough money, they don't need it, I'm sure sure yeah i don't think they're like a nintendo or a sony or whatever where they're not seriously concerned about getting consoles in hands and will be willing to lose money on it but i'm i wouldn't be surprised if they're not fine not making any money on it like if it breaks even they're probably cool i mean the entire marketplace is like a license for them to print money and has been for a super long time so maybe they'll just make like an extra dota cosmetic and offset the losses and call it a day <laughs> mm. is dota still that popular i don't think so i have no idea dude i'm just tf2 hats whatever tf tf3 come on where is it just kidding i, d- I won't play it so don't make it for me <laughs> just, i know you're listening man jj oh people listen to this podcast i'll tell you when we talk about star trek this week i'll tell you pete somebody's uh-huh. listening Akiva Goldman? Is it you? <laughs> Jason Kurtzman? Wait, Alex Jason? Kurtzman is not Alex listening Kurtzman. to us, but somebody somewhere Dang. in the costuming department, at least, has listened. <laughs> Thank goodness. Okay. 
Uh, we have another game to talk about because we only have 30 minutes left, so we better get started. <laughs> <laughs> JJ. Not wrong. JJ? Mm-hmm. Yes, hello. Um, how many Jon Snows have you run into in Elden Ring? Hmm. See, I don't know. A, how do you define... That's, that's a joke because George Martin worked on Elden Ring. I was going to say, how do you define a Jon Snow? Because there's a lot of just like random medieval looking dudes in that game. Hmm. Uh, so I had forgotten yeah. he worked on that game until this last week. I know, right? It, it, like, apparently, according to the internet, you know, and uh, he did a bunch of like background work and like lore work and stuff. And then kind of was just like, yeah, here you go, guys. I don't know. Do whatever you want. And then they were like, all right, cool. We're going to put like weird dragons and like weird poison swamps and monsters and stuff all in this. And like, bye, George, we'll talk to you to promote it when we are ready. Like pretty hands off, it seemed. Um, Though it is funny that there is a list of like menu options at one point. And if you go down it there, the first one starts with a G. The next one starts with an R. The next one starts with an R. And the last one starts with an M. And there's no, no way that wasn't way. on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I want A, I want I want one to find out that Elden Ring paid him six dollars for whatever he did for this game. <laughs> and and only because that meant that he could then spend another year not working on Winds of Winter, because then he could say, Well, I worked on Elden Ring last year. And two I mean, he worked on Elden Ring like four years ago is the result. <laughs> is actually, no, I'm serious. Like, that's actually true. Uh, two doesn't matter at this point. Forget it. Go ahead. Yeah. No, but like it is a, it is one of the coolest like big worlds in one of these games ever, right? And it's just every time you I play, I feel like there's just more and more to see. And I have done a ton of stuff since the last time, right? I've played a ton of this game at this point. I haven't beaten it yet. I don't know how many bosses there are exactly or how many I've killed, but I've killed quite a few. Have you fought... It starts with an M. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to talk about Margit, the fell omen, the guy that's sort of like the big one that people talk about. No. um, Uh, You're talking about the one that is... People considered to be like really the broken and not fair all the time. Yeah, no, I haven't gotten there yet. Queen of some or uh, blade of somebody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah. No, I have not gotten there yet. But I will. Let's talk about my journey to becoming the mo- world's most overpowered sorcerer. <laughs> sorcerer, millennia, yeah. millennia, blade of Mikella. Yes, that's is who considered are the about. hardest boss in any soul game, Souls game ever made. Hmm. Optional boss, by the way. I would hope so. I have seen uh, posts of people trying for 10 hours to beat her. Uh, yeah, there are people who are very good at this game who have spent many, many hours fighting that boss. It's a really, really unfair fight, according Millennia to a lot of people. Blade of I just, it crossed my feed, and I was like, what is Millennia Blade of Mikella? I gotta know, because it was my video don't, game. Don't worry about it. This is the answer to you. It's like <laughs> 80 hours into the game. It's not a problem for you or me. Uh, it may become a problem for me later, but it's not a problem for me now, so I don't got to worry about it. I have to know something before I hear about your sorcerer sorcerership. Mm-hmm. Um, is the jellyfish still alive? Uh, the jellyfish is still around, but uh, unfortunately, the jellyfish's role was usurped. Uh oh, I feel betrayed. Been dethroned. Yes. Uh, I found ashes of a new person named. Lutel the Headless, okay. uh, who is a spear, a lightning spear wielding dude with a big sword and obviously no head and like wings or something that come up kind of like arch wings over his head, like where his head would be. I don't know what they're supposed to be. Um, They're like ornaments from his armor or something. Anyway, uh, this dude has moves and the jellyfish does not. I'm sorry, jellyfish. I love that you shoot poison. I love that you have a million HP. This person also has a million HP and can teleport. <laughs> That's just really unfair. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, come on. It does decent damage um, as damage from these things go, um, which is to say that they're like, you know, you hit once and it takes them 10 hits to be similar, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically casting a dot, right? 
Right. It's a, it's a person to go in there to make the boss hit them sometimes instead of you. And that's like all you need. A lot of instances. Oh, but me and Lutil the Headless have done quite a lot of work uh, in our days in Elden Ring. Yeah. Uh, mostly because I will t- uh, typically run into a fight, uh, summon Lutil. The boss will, uh, you know, Lutil immediately, you know, starts charging at the boss to attack or whatever. The boss starts attacking him. And meanwhile, I begin the arcane incantations to buff all my magic damage and give me infinite magic for a certain amount of time and all these sorts of things. And then I unleashed a laser blast Kamehameha at the boss. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just stands there until the boss is deleted from the game. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, this like procedure is awesome, but it doesn't work uh, if they move. So wow. you really want her to be focused on the guy, you know? Mm. Just like the Kamehameha, it shoots in a beam forward and not mm-hmm. really doesn't turn or like, yeah. you know, change directions. It kind of goes that direction only. You're, you're very early in your understanding the Rosengan. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as good uh, as Goku, undoubtedly. Uh, so, you know, there is uh, the, the minor downside, uh, which, of course, yes, it works on very many bosses because in like... You, you walk into the huge boss arena. The boss is on the complete opposite end and is walking slowly towards you, showing off his cool swords or axes or claws or whatever the heck, right? And, like, that's the perfect time to hit him with the laser beam. <laughs> uh, I'm making the, like, the the hand motions here with the, the Kamehameha. You guys can't see it. Uh, and so it does very well for a lot of times. Um, but it, should they be one of those bosses that, like, jumps out of the way or has like a lot of teleports or whatever those sorts of things then we have to fall back to plan two hmm. and plan two is i have a whole whole lot of spells and all of them do a lot of damage also <laughs> they just they just aren't a giant laser beam that i can fire all at once and just keep holding the button down until they die right so you know if plan one fails it's going to be a much longer and slower process of Lutil and me trading hits and me shooting, throwing rocks and shooting laser beams that are smaller and less damaging. In, um, gosh, uh, in Jedi Fallen Order, which is my only Souls-ish game to date, it really pinholds you into like, yeah, ranged attacks are good for like opening the fight. Like you could throw your lightsaber or you could maybe cast some sort of force spell, um, to get you range in order to heal or something like that. Is there a viable, I mean, this is an open world game. So, you know, Skyrim would be one of those games where you could just sort of walk around with a bow and arrow and be like, and you're dead and you're dead and you're dead before fights even broke out. Mm -hmm. Is there a range? I mean, you're a sorcerer with, with, it sounds to me like almost hunter style class, uh, build, of like here pet go in there and fight like i'm gonna be a ranged class build does that work in souls now so there are certainly also like melee ranged spells right like that that is something else to point out there's a uh spell that when you use it conjures a like magical sword that you swing in front of you as part of the spell or the a magical great sword which like comes down over the top like a you know overhead kind of hit so like that sort of stuff also is part of the spell repertoire, right? I hadn't mentioned it because it's not as cool as like throwing huge boulders or shooting laser beams. Um, but it is something you are going to need to do as a sorcerer. And uh, in addition to all of that, I also still just have a normal weapon, uh, which you then end up using quite a bit as well, right? Especially for enemies that are really mobile and can dodge or teleport, you're going to end up having to get out your your sword, whatever it is. I've been using uh, a katana and also a uh, thrusting rapier uh, quite a bit. And both of those have, like, the katana has some scaling with intelligence, so, like, improving my spells and stuff also makes the katana hit a little harder. Nice. And the uh, the rapier is infused with cold, uh, so it does, like, frost buildup. Um, I talked earlier, I think, last time about how I was doing really good with bleed, um, bleed is also one of these status effects that sort of builds up. And if you build it up enough times, it does like a whole chunk of damage to the boss. Frost works the same way, except I feel like more enemies seem to be 
weak to frost then bleed and ones that are immune to bleed seem to not be weak, not be immune to frost or so far anyway. So I've been in, been able to get a lot of damage in that way as well. Cool. And like between those things I've done, I've done pretty well. Uh, I fought a group of bosses, like a boss that was like a group of enemies that all inflicted like a curse rot spell. And that was, re- and they were all very resistant to damage. Uh, that one really, really, really sucked. I hated that. I died like 40 times or something. It's really uh, bad. I think a lot of bosses in that game are something of rot. I don't there, know. It's a, there's a whole area. Like when people talk about Kalid and talk about like I'm in hell now, um, there are a lot of memes around that. That sort of that area has a lot of rot in it in general. Hmm. And yeah, it wasn't the rot issue so much as. Like, if it was one boss that did rot, you could dodge and maybe survive and be okay. But when there are three of them, it's very difficult to get away. Like, me and Lutil are still only two people. <laughs> There's <laughs> an unaccounted number. for person over here. Like, that is that was the problem with that one. Um, yeah, how, but I've been having, like, a really great time. How open world is it now that you've explored it for a while? I mean, I still haven't explored the whole map. There's still more. But in terms of, like, running around, doing random quests, like the open world game thing you don't like what's up i so i am making a lot more so there is a lot of that right if you want you could just run around the open world pick flowers go to trees find enemies fight them or run over them with your horse you know that kind of stuff is totally all there but i am like consciously going into the open world and seeking places I've learned stuff based on like how these maps work and like how to find the revealer for the bigger map or whatever. And then like what the icon, because the map is not a, like a, a satellite image, right? It's like an artistic representation of the land. Sure. And there are like not, not icons on it, but the artistic representation shows things that are there. Even if you haven't been there, Right. So, like, you get the map for a certain region and, like, little black squares on it on the, in a hillside means there's probably, like, a cave in there that you can go in and then there's stuff and a boss in there. Or, you know, like, a big picture of a tree means there's a tree and there are certain bosses associated with trees and you can go there and there'll be one of those. Or, like, wow. if there's a group if there's a group of buildings, they're depicted in some way on the map and you can be like, okay, there's, like, a group of something there. I'm just going to go there and see what that is. Maybe and the, more often than not, it's a, a group of enemies. Or is it to do. is it then maybe that the mystery is better, and so you're more interested? Like before, with a with a Bethesda open world design, which everyone copied, where it was like, "This is the quest. Go there for the quest. Here's the exact spot. Here's the quest text. You know, you know, you you did wow. You did all this stuff that you knew exactly. Right, totally. Is it that the? I think some of it is the. Like, there is no one telling you what to do next, almost at any point, right? There are a few instances where, like, you know, you meet NPCs and they're like, I'm going to put a mark on your map. And you're like, okay, cool. I don't want to go there. Goodbye. <laughs> you can just, like, ignore that for as long as you want, right? It is one of those where, like, yeah, there's maybe a path to an ending somewhere. I don't really know exactly where that ending is or how to get there, but it's... It, the game has laid out things to me and NPCs have told me places to go. I haven't been to the, all of those places yet, but there's definitely stuff I'm supposed to be doing probably related to ending the game. Mm-hmm. Haven't done it yet though, but like it, it, the path there, if I was attempting to follow it is there, but also there is just so much else. <laughs> like I, I and like just from like, you know, you know, following people online and hearing about these other bosses and stuff like that, you know, Melania. And there's this other boss I've heard about named general Radon. I've never, haven't seen that guy. Uh, there's tons and tons of these other bosses that are, I know are out there. And so it's like, all right, you know, I feel like I've done this area a bit. I'm kind of like bored in this area. I'm going to go do something else. I know this general Radon guy is somewhere. I'm going to go try and find him, <laughs> you know? And then it's like, sure. All right. I know he's generally over here on this other side of the world. I'm going to teleport over there. Time to start looking around for stuff. What haven't I done? This sort of area of the map is clear. Let's go here, right? Oh, big dragon. All right, guess we're fighting this now, right? And, like, I kind of just take it as it comes to me. And, like, there's enough stuff that if you're just wandering around, you're going to run into this stuff. And, you know, like, for me, 
yeah, like the little pack of uh, dogs on the side of the road, I don't feel the need to stop and fight that. But I could. It would get me more experience and a few more items or whatever, right? Uh, instead, I charge past the dogs to the cart in the back that has the item. <laughs> and then I ride away again, you know, like some kind of hobo looter um, charging through areas, stealing everything. But, and you know, and then I just look for like, okay, where's like a big set of buildings on the map I haven't been to? There's definitely something there. Let's go there, right? And then it becomes the puzzle of like, how do I get up this cliff or those sorts of things, right? You don't, I, that, you don't yeah. have to fight the dogs because you can just go around them. They're not necessarily yep. in your path and you have to figure out a way to get around them. The, the thing I think that is really amazing so far in this game is I haven't really found anything that forces you into a funnel, right? Like there are a few places where like, yes, once you get into this area, there's kind of only one place it ends up you know, these big, like the, the big castle near the beginning or a lot of other places like that sort of have like predefined endpoints, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that feel like, but they feel like those dark souls levels in a way where like there are branching paths and then they all sort of meet up again at the end. And there's a lot of like exploring you do in between. Meanwhile, there's skeletons and wizards and all kinds of weird stuff in between. Right. Yeah. And so like I go looking for those experiences and the stuff I do outside is like, oh, there's a crazy village here inhabited by a dragon. Let's go fight that dragon and see what's in the village. While I'm on my way to this giant group of buildings, I can see off in the distance that obviously are something. Do you feel like you're halfway? I have no idea, man. Okay. <laughs> like, it's so hard to know because I don't know how much of it, like, these games are one of those things where like, oh, you didn't talk to person X at time Y, and therefore you will never be able to do this third of the game or whatever, like things like that, right? And I have no idea, without having Mm -hmm. like deeply consulted a guide about everything that I did, I'm not going to bother with the stuff that I can't do. And like when I get the ink, when I meet an NPC and I'll be like, what's this about? Then I'll go look it up and be like, Oh, there's a whole quest line with this person. And then I can, you know, I'll do that for a day. Right. Like that's like one of my things. Oh, I ran around and did this quest for a while until I got blocked. Cause I couldn't do it anymore. Cause bosses or whatever. Right. I'm glad I've left most of the guide reading behind because that would drive me nuts. It's one of those games where if you want to hundred percent it, you probably need to be following a guide and be very careful about the places you go and the things you do all the time because stuff can advance quests. And like the, these games have always been that way. And like, it's not good. It's kind of bad mostly that the quests work like that, I think, but it is sort of one of those things where like, Oh, this NPC was going to show up later and do, and do something, but you killed the boss they were going to need. So what's going to happen now? The quest line's kind of broken. It's over. You won't see him anymore. That so, kind of stuff. And like uh, the end of the quest is they give you some ultra cool spell and a set of armor or something, right? Like you can never get any right, other way. You're right? locked out of until uh, you play a new game or whatever. Yeah. Michael uh, Breath of the Wild does not do that. If I'm correct. No, not are, that I have found. Are there even like traditional like quests that advance in that game other than like dungeons doing things? No, not really, because you don't there, you know, there are the four big dungeons, but you don't even have to do those. You can just go straight to the straight to Ganon. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, wait why would you not just go straight to Ganon? Oh, because you're severely under leveled. Oh, OK. So if you're speed runner, you just go straight again. If you're yeah, if you're good enough, you know, if you if you've learned all the patterns and, and all the, the strats, then yeah. Is it like one of those things where like every time you beat one of those dungeons, you take away Ganon's powers somehow or something, right? So it depletes his health. Uh, Okay. It just makes it for your final fight. So you don't have to, you don't have to deplete his life bar four times. You only have to deplete it once kind of thing. Have you gotten further in that? I have, I think four shrines. No, I've been playing. I, I have four shrines left and I think I have like, 41 Korok seeds left to collect. So shrines are like mini dungeons. You're doing all the Korok seeds? You're insane. Yep. Pretty much. Why? Why? I heard one. (laughs) Did they fix the bugged one? The bugged one? I think so. Okay. There was a while when people could only get 99 out of 100. So be aware. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Since since we're talking about it, uh, did you know 
that you guys do you both have nintendo online or no Neither yes but not the crazy expensive one the, i don't think the, i have i think i canceled it the 20 dollar one yeah so if you go into the, your nintendo online app on your switch now there's something called nintendo missions i heard about these i looked into these basically inst- your you know how you have gold points and platinum points yeah. Okay, so gold points you can use as basically money to discount things in the actual money store. Platinum points right. are kind of like for using for rewards, like, oh, I want that poster or pencil pouch or whatever thing from the Nintendo store that's weird. Uh, they have added this way also to use your platinum points. You can do missions inside this thing. It tells you like this month go play in the NES in the NES uh classics thing, you need to go play Super Mario Brothers. And then you'll get 30 platinum coins or whatever. And then you can turn those around into things from I think it's currently Super Mario Odyssey and Animal Crossing. They're little um like caricatures and backgrounds and frames that you can make a new profile picture out of to use as your profile picture for your switch. Huh? They don't go. It's very confusing. They do not go into your profile pictures on your switch inside the Nintendo online app. You make a new profile picture and then it sends it to that app and changes your profile picture. Weird. It's huh. very bass backwards. But That's it's cool. Such a weird step. But hey, cool, yeah. Totally. So like I got I went in there just to try it out and I got a it was like ten platinum coins to get Captain Toad and then another five to get like a gold ring frame and then another five to get like a red background and so i have captain toad with a red background and a gold frame as my new profile picture which is unique right because no one else out there unless they made the exact same picture as me with those three components has that as an uh profile picture because it's not in the normal profile picture options that's pretty sweet cool yeah i bet that's appealing to a a large section i mean it is definitely the first yeah i mean for sure, right? I mean, it's the first good use of platinum coins in a while, for sure. I hope they do more of it. They rotated, so the first week or two was one level from Mario Odyssey, and now you can do other stuff from Mario Odyssey. And then when Animal Crossing goes away, it'll probably be a different game. Uh, so they're just going to rotate them, and there's like weekly, there's four missions. So one of them was like, log in every week. Another one was play Mario in the NES app. Stuff like that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since we were talking about Nintendo randomly. No, it, that's rad. Nice. Yeah. Um, do we have one minute, two minutes to talk about something else medieval, kind of like Elden Ring? Yeah. Hit it. I. This is a tough one because neither of you get into arguments with people because you're too nice. <laughs> <laughs> Some other people out there might have been in arguments with people. And sometimes you get heated in an exchange with somebody and you kind of black out a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where uh, maybe you have an argument and later on you're like, what did he say? Why did he say? What did I say? I don't remember. It's happened to me. I'm just saying. Um, Okay. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Things can get blurry when people's emotions are high. And often, especially with now forensic sciences and stuff, people are asking the question, what is the structure of truth in a lot of situations, especially when you're remembering something? I watched that movie, The Last Duel, and I did not know that that movie was less about medieval France as it was about what is truth, which was very cool. I don't particularly want to spoil the structure of it for people in case they watch it. It is kind of long. 
but the idea that someone is telling you the truth is ingrained in a movie, right? A lot of times we watch a movie and you are, you know, think, oh my God, this happens all the time in Discovery. I'm just thinking about it now, JJ. Mm-hmm. Where you watch things from multiple people's perspectives and you are told the truth the entire time. You are an objective observer of everyone's situations. No one is lying. What if you were not an objective observer of every situation while watching a movie? Is the idea right. behind the last duel. That's very cool. Hmm. And it, does it do like a what is it? Is it a what movie is that? Is that Rashomon? Where it like shows the same events from a bunch of people's perspectives? Or is this something different? Oh, does Rashomon do that? I think. Gosh, I super don't remember. God, I don't know. I love some people are probably screaming at their podcast right now. <laughs> Various people describe how a samurai was murdered in the forest. It sounds like what you're talking about, right? Yeah, the, the whole thing. Okay, it is Rashomon. Rashomon is the one where you hear a bunch of different versions about what happened, and then there's at the end they don't tell you, and you're sort of left to decide for yourself. It is like it's Rashomon. A, just, it's a super old samurai movie. Really, really well respected Akira Kurosawa movie. Um, I need to watch this. I've never seen ways. Rashomon. Oh my gosh, what? Yeah. Wow. How have I seen a thing and you haven't? That's so rare. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> leaving it up. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I would. I. I can't say if it's like Rashomon because I have not seen Rashomon. But the reading this description on Wikipedia about what they're doing in Rashomon, um, no and yes uh, is the answer to your question. Is is the basic tenant of Rashomon? that you don't know who's telling the truth. Yeah. That's one of the the things about it for sure. So that is also one of the things about the last duel, but, but no one is telling you anything. Okay. I I see what you're saying. Right. Right. You, the conceit is different and I don't, I I kind of don't want to spoil it too much because it's very cool. I got, I got bored. Because the f- the first couple, like, 40 minutes of the movie, you're kind of like, what is... This is very straightforward. I'm kind of not into this a little bit. And then something happens that is not, like, a, oh, my God, big moment, but, like, a very subtle, like, wait, what? Hold on. Mm-hmm. What's happening now? Um, it's really cool. It's a good device. And it's uh, pretty unexpected, considering the movie... I, I, it sounds derogatory to say this, but it's a Ben Affleck, Matt Damon movie. Wow. I'm not, I'm not joking you. It was written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Not cool. They, I mean, those are the guys behind Goodwill hunting, obviously. Right. I was going to say they've made good movies before. Right. Um, and it was weird to watch a movie about medieval France that they wrote and be like, well, that was as good as Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, they, they wrote sure. what they knew in Goodwill Hunting, which was uh, lower, lower beat down Boston. Uh, and then they made this. It was like, whoa. Ben Affleck, maybe not the best medieval Frenchman in the world. Just say, yeah, shocker. <laughs> Just like he's maybe not the best Batman in the world. I won't weigh into that argument. You won't bait me, <laughs> Michael. Michael deftly trying to bait him into talking about. <laughs> well, you won't bait me into talking more about sex. <sighs> JJ, I, yes, had, I was writing notes for Discovery, and I discovered that at some point in the past, I had written a whole bunch of notes about Superman. <laughs> Zack mm-hmm. Snyder's Superman movie <laughs> that I never read out yeah. loud. It was wise not to. Uh, one of them is an all capital letters sentence that just, I'll have to bleep this, but it just says, John Kent is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> um, I don't know. I wanted to shout it out because it's on HBO and it's available and I wanted to watch it because it was an Oscar contender and I was kind of like, didn't know all that much about it, uh, being as I don't watch trailers anymore. But I knew that 
It was well-received. I was taken aback by how they employ... People will call it a trick, but it is not a trick. It is really, really, really about thinking about what it means to experience life in general. And I mean that wholeheartedly in the vein of God. Did you see the did you see the Green Knight, Andrew? No. It's another recent I really want to see the whole movie. It's not related to the Green Knight. I, I just felt it had a similar theme of what it means to experience life. This is about your your relationships with people, though. Not the mystical nature of life, but like Okay. Really honestly, like a lot of people say you don't know what people are going through, right? Like experiencing things beyond yourself is a really unique thing that we do in books and movies that a lot of people, uh, even myself fall into the trap of like, well, why didn't this character just do this? It's like, sometimes you have to think about the fact that that character didn't know the thing that you knew because you were a rational observer of all events. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and it's a trap that we fall into all the time, I think with media, especially, but, um, this movie kind of contradicts that trope quite a bit. I like it. I liked it a lot. I might in the future watch it again. I won't now. It's very long. That's my spiel on The Last Duel. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk at the end. Great. Nice. JJ? I will probably well, I'll probably watch that at some point here. I- if nothing else, you will have a great time watching Ben Affleck be a, a medieval Frenchman. <laughs> with hold on, I'll sell you on the movie right now. A medieval Frenchman with bleached blonde hair. Woof. Done. <laughs> Bat Damon is a really good actor when he wants to be. <laughs> okay. Don't look up the history. Because it's a, it's based on uh, true events, so if you look it up, you'll ruin it for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Jodie Comer. I said it in French, but she's British. But uh, apparently, if you're British, you're French, right? Captain Picard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll say mm-hmm. a British woman's name in French. Jodie Comer. No, Jodie Jodie Comer anchors the film. One might say. Hmm. okay cool don't don't look up the history watch the movie i looked it up afterwards i was like man i'm glad i didn't know that pretty good okay i'm pausing until you i'm just i'm talking until you do the thing oh you wanted me to tell people where they could find us yeah tell me tell me because i'll read the inbox and i won't well you you out there could send emails about other great movies in this vein uh of rashomon and the last duel that you have found to us uh we yeah i don't know it might not be available (laughs) it's one of those like (laughs) old 1950s movies so black and white um yeah it's uh, it's criterion probably but i don't think i i I only have like four uh kurosawa card criterions i could rent it yeah i don't blame you on that one uh i saw it a long time ago you could send the, those recommendations to us uh, at our email, podcast at weweringamers.com. Please send us recommendations. We are interested in that stuff. We I are also on people. social media. I really do. I, I want to say this before we go into the social media where you don't trust people. Uh, <laughs> the emails we get in our inbox are often good, even if uh, they're not helpful all the time. <laughs> Rashomon is on HBO. I am going to watch it tonight. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a perfect place to go get it. Uh, people should also find us on social media. You can send that to po- uh, podcast at wewergamers.com, the email I mentioned. But we are on YouTube. If you search for We Were Gamers, all one word, this episode and many others uh, like it are up there already. So check those out. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube uh, at We Were Gamers on all those places. Wow. All right. Go find some pie.
Oh, it is Pi Day. What did we do? Yojimbo, Rashomon, Seven Samurai, Hidden Fortress, Throne of Blood, and Ikiru are all on HBO Max. Well, there you go. I have some work to do. Sounds like it. I've seen most of those. I have not seen Ikiru, but I have seen Throne of Blood, Hidden Fortress, Seven Samurai, and Yojimbo. It's so yeah. I was so sure you had seen it based on everything else because it's like one of the more famous ones. It won an Oscar, I think. I don't know why. I've seen Yojimbo like four times, which is funny because I don't think it's the best one, but I like it a lot. Roroni Kenshin is also on HBO. There's a lot of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on Netflix too. Did they put Dune back up on HBO because it's up for Oscar or what? I think they put it back up because the the window expired where they take it back down. Oh. That's HBO's thing, right? They, yeah, they you release get the, like, things the at the same time run. for like a month. Yeah, and then it's down for like four months or whatever and then back. Because Suicide Squad's back on there too. Oh, I know, I watched it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I liked that movie. No. It was all right. I am pissed off that they killed... Um, uh 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 flag sure yeah and that john cena gets his own show afterwards yeah like i was not excited that john cena got a show i've heard the show is fine but i don't want to watch a show about the guy that killed my boy rick flag yeah get out of here john Uh, Cena. oh you know what else is weird is that hbo and disney plus have free guy really yeah that ryan reynolds video game movie yep they both have it. That's interesting. I watched that on HBO. It was pretty good. Oh, was it good? I, I want to watch it. I mean, it's, it, it's silly fun, but I yeah. enjoyed it. I also want to watch uh, it. Our Flag Means Death, the Taika show, HBO show. 